Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. If you're watching us Facebook Live, good morning. I hope that commute is working out well because it didn't work out work out all that well for me this morning. Uh, Nicole Hudgens, senior policy analyst for Texas Values, is with us. We're going to talk about. 2018, and we're going to attempt to wrap up the year. You know, it was a year of breaking new ground, and it was a year of advancing into new frontiers in a variety of ways. Uh, For our organization, for me personally, uh, for movements as far as staff, uh, for Nicole being promoted to senior policy analyst, uh, talking about a new office that we moved into as Texas Values, and a whole lot of new experiences and new victories and new, you know, just kind of places to get to with Texas Values. So we're going to unwrap some of that. And if you're listening to us on the radio or on the podcast, we hope you are enjoying your week. You may be hearing this after Christmas. If you are, uh, a belated Merry Christmas to you. We hope that you had a great time. But here in the studio, as we're taping and we're on Facebook Live, uh, Christmas is not yet here yet. That's <laughs> so, right. That's um, right. And so, and, and forgive me, but sometimes when we do the recordings towards the end of the year, we'll tape them a little bit early because the radio station is closed during Christmas week. It is a Christian radio station, so no surprise there. Um, our office is closed on Christmas and Christmas Eve, uh, but we'll be working later in the week because, you know, the efforts to protect faith, family, and freedom never sleeps, Nicole. They they really don't. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, you've only got water this morning. I have a very freshly brewed cup of coffee because uh, I had plenty of work to do this morning before I even got in the office or the studio here. Well, and you, usually you know that I, I've got my coffee with me, but trying to get over a cold, so trying to cut back on the caffeine. But I did get to break some crick. Bake some Christmas cookies. Goodness, I need that coffee, don't what? I? Where are they? <clears throat> Where I don't they're, see them. They're in the car. I'll, I'll oh, bring them to the office. Okay, I'll bring we're going to have office. to stop the broadcast so Nicole <laughs> can go get her cookies. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to try. I, I've been. This has been like how long has it been? I'm really going to try to bring that. my key lime pie to the office tomorrow. <laughs> and you know, I was I had committed, and man, I broke my commitment. I had committed to bring it to. What, so the Texas Values Christmas reception on Friday? The Christmas reception. And I think Thanksgiving, too. Usually you bring it around Thanksgiving. Yes. Did I not bring one this year? You didn't. So um, turn the volume down if you don't want to hear this parent story. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But sort of. We had our Christmas party on Thursday evening. And I won't mention the restaurant because I'm not trying to talk you know, negatively about them. I guess these things happen sometimes. Maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was. All I will say is that several people, including one of my children, did not have a good experience with the food or it appeared that it was the food. And so, um, so I had planned to get up very early and run to the store because I'd forgot to get some things for my key lime pie. Um, And, um, but instead I was up at four o'clock in the morning and quite some time after that with my daughter, who had emptied her stomach on the bathroom floor because she wasn't feeling well. But it's not all about our personal lives. Nicole, we're (laughs) going to talk about the top 10 faith and family stories of 2018. And these are not in necessarily like sequential order because we don't spend a lot of time planning these type of things, do we, Nicole? We really don't. You know what? We spend time planning, and I'm just going to be honest with you. We do spend time planning on how we communicate and issues we put out. And we've got a really great email if you didn't get it. We have a matching grant up in place. So up to $50,000 
If you give an end-of-year gift, Texas Values is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you make a donation up to $50,000, look, if you want to write a $50,000 check, write it, okay? But up to $50,000, all donations will be matched, okay? So we put together a nice email listing out our victories from 2018 and different stories. But my point is, we put a lot of effort in organization and preparation into doing the substance of the work we do for faith, family, and freedom. So um, coming into the radio program today, we talked a little bit about how we would do things, but we didn't put everything in sequential order or it's not in an order like this one's more important. I mean, it's hard to sometimes say one's more important than the other. They're all important. So let's jump into the list, okay? Just a couple of months ago, and and like I said, you can go to the email that was sent on uh, December 18th, and the subject line is a challenge to double your defense of Texas. So check your email. You can follow along on this list with us. And if you don't get our emails, shame on you. No, go right now to <coughs> txvalues.org and subscribe to our email. Sends out, we send it out two or three times a week. All right. Well, and, and I have to jump in yes. here as a senior policy analyst on those emails, because during the legislative session, if you want to know what's happening on the ground during legislative session and you are on our email list, we will send you a notification when something really big happens, like if an important religious freedom bill moves, or maybe there's a bill that goes against religious freedom and it's coming up for a committee hearing and you need to let your member know that you want to protect religious freedom, we'll send you an action alert to let you know what's going on. So it's really important that you're signed up for those emails now because session starts January 8th. Yes, and I'm doing what I want you to do right now. I am sharing on my own personal Facebook page this live feed. Please like and share this feed right now because we're going to be going live for about 30 minutes, okay? That's the way that people hear more about our work. And so I'm doing it right now. Top 10 faith and family stories of 2018. Look, that's my post, okay? I'm sharing and liking to my own Facebook page. Please do that, and you can follow along with us. Okay, without further delay, because the clock is ticking. I don't know if you can see. We've got 20 minutes left. All right, victory for protecting Judeo-Christian heritage at the State Board of Education. And look, we can't always put all the detail into these emails because people just don't read that much. But there's more to it than that. I mean, this was the issue. This was in September and in November. There were big votes. There were committee hearings. There were public testimony. This was the issue of some group of people trying to say we shouldn't talk about the Alamo defenders as heroic. We shouldn't teach William B. Travis's letter. We should no longer teach that Hang Moses- on, hang on. I have to make a point here. <laughs> oh, don't take my, don't steal my line. Go ahead. The, just so y'all know, the hearing for the State Board of Education took place in the William B. Travis building. Yes. <laughs> but yet we were trying to, the the working group was trying to take out William B. Travis's letter. I have so much fun every time I get to mention that to, uh, to groups. And, I, and I've spoken to numerous groups um, since the State Board of Education hearings on this earlier this year. And it's so much fun to talk about that, if you will, that particular point. Uh, and speaking of, if you want us to come out and speak to your group, you want to know what's going on during the legislative process, we're on the ground every day. Invite us to come out to your events. We've had numerous requests come in this week, but get on the calendar now because it's going to fill up in 2018. So go send an email to info at org if you want to request us as a speaker. You're right, Nicole. The building, and it's like on 18th Street or something, is called the William B. Travis Building. It's good enough to name the building after him, but not teach his letter in public schools. Nonetheless, we were asked to come in and help. 
They're members of the State Board of Education that vote very good on this. They get a lot of heat by the left, if you will, by liberals, because it is a majority of Republicans. And really, all they're trying to do is just kind of keep things the way they are. And they're trying to stop groups and entities that keep trying to rewrite history, including not talking about the Alamo defenders as heroic. I don't know what else you, you know, people expect you to call them. They died. Everyone died at the Alamo. And then there was a victory at San Jacinto not long after that, that secured Texas's victory. That's just a history. But it, when they open these things up, because that's just part of their process, that these issues come up for review, <coughs> it, op- it offers opportunities for people to try to change things. So they tried to, again, erase references. And, and this is liberal groups of of people, um, you know, that are part of politically uh, based groups. These are LGBT leaning groups. These are anti-religious freedom groups like Texas Freedom Network, the ACLU and so on. And so they try to remove references to Judeo-Christian values. They tried to remove only one reference in all of K through 12. One time they mentioned Moses as as having a relation to our law and government. I mean, go to the U.S. Supreme Court building and you can see all of these references to Moses. We have the Ten Commandments monument tablet, if you will, on the south, excuse me, the northwest lawn of the Texas Capitol. The U.S. Supreme Court has recognized the place of Moses and the impact of our law and government. You know, what more of a source do you need? So, um, but the attacks came and we showed up, you showed up, we testified and we got victory. That's right. Mary Elizabeth and I, Mary Elizabeth, our new policy advisor, Yes, yeah, so you can we see were her in my wadded up piece of the uh, Texas Values team, which does not include our newest member. I'll get into that later. That's Go right. Ahead. Well, we talked about certainly Moses, but there were attempts to take out religion as being one of the reasons why the 13 colonies were established, which was pretty crazy because, I mean, the story of the pilgrims, that's, that's a major part of our history in America. So there were a lot of references to how Judeo-Christian values have impacted the way that our government structure was set up, uh, the way that our laws were written. And so, unfortunately, there was an attempt to take out every reference to Judeo-Christian values. (laughs) Facebook foul. So, so thankfully, those references were, were put back in. As you said, we've got some great members of the State Board of Education that were there that were putting back in those amendments. But our team was on the ground the whole time, making sure that people were aware of what was happening, that we were testifying in favor. And we were there as a resource for those members and as a support for them to do the right thing. Well, look, and that's what we do. I mean, our office is really nine blocks from the State Board of Education building. It's at 18th Street. We're at 9th and Congress. It's like three blocks north of the Texas Capitol. That's a reason why we have an office that close to all these government buildings, because you got to be ready to respond at a moment's notice. You got to be ready to go in day in and day out. It costs us about $45,000 a year to have an office two blocks from the Capitol, and it is worth its weight in gold, let me tell you. And I can get into more details about that. Let's go to our next victory. Victory for Christmas in public schools through our Merry Christmas Texas project. Okay, so we are still, I mean, some Christmas parties are tomorrow. Holiday parties, winter parties, whatever public schools are calling some of them. They can call it a Christmas party, just so people know. But um, so there may still be some incidents come up. Every year we have things come up. I'm going to pull out some of my information here and see if I've got this Merry Christmas Texas project um, handout. I may not have any more copies with me. Uh, but we passed a law in 2013, okay? Uh, our team helped draft the language. A law was passed that makes it clear that 
Public administrators, school uh, employees do not have to be speech police. You can talk about Christmas in public schools. You can have Christmas parties. They don't have to call it a Christmas party. They want to call it a winter party. That's up to them. But they want kids want to bring in gifts. They want to bring in red and green plates for their party. And these aren't just like silly examples I'm bringing up. These are our actual cases that have happened. Frisco, the PTA sent an email out a few years ago. Frisco ISD, the city that just got named the best place to live in Texas. Yeah, a couple of years ago, an email was sent out by the PTA, which is not a non-governmental email, in my opinion. PTA stands for Parent Teacher Association. Okay, the teachers are employees of the government. Anyway, they sent out an email saying um, that you couldn't have um, Christmas trees and or, or, or red trees, green trees. There was a, a Plano ISD case that that criticized and called into question whether or not you could have red and green plates. I mean, and we've dealt with this issue numerous times. Okay, and so the victory here is. I mean, we've gotten several calls about these issues in public school this year. In many of those, we've been able to give people advice and get them resolved without it turning into any public conflict. That's a victory Mm -hmm. because just about every year, there's some kind of flare up that gets a little bit more public, like the lawsuit that we had to file on behalf of Deidre Shannon in 2016 in Colleen ISD. You know where I was at this time two years ago? I was sitting in a hotel room in Colleen preparing a lawsuit to file against the school district because uh, Deidre Shannon wanted to put up a Christmas decoration on our door in the public school that referenced Charlie Brown's Christmas. But oh my goodness, she put the word Christ in her Christmas poster on her door. And they said, Christ has to come off, but you can leave up Linus and the references to Charlie Brown. We went into court. We won that case a day before school let out just in time for religious freedom to prevail. So you may have an issue coming up right now. You, you know, the, you, you may show up at your kid's party. This <clears> has <throat> happened. And, you know, Pat Fallon, who's now going into the Texas Senate, was so upset when this issue happened in Frisco after we passed a law making it clear how these things work that he told the superintendent, I'm personally going to walk to every party to make sure at the public schools that y'all aren't violating these issues. And so... Thankfully, we haven't seen anything come up um, publicly, but hey, it's only Wednesday, okay? So, all right, I'm talking too much on each one of these. We're not going to make it through the list, Nicole. I know it. What's next? Next was the victory at the U.S. Supreme Court for life and free speech in the ruling against California's law targeting pro-life centers. So this was a really interesting case because you worked on a similar case in Austin. Yes. When an Austin City ordinance forced pregnancy centers to put up a huge sign which would have deterred girls from going in and seeking help if they needed it. Well, in California, they passed a law in the entire state to do a similar similar to what Austin did in the city ordinance. When you worked on the case, I know that not only did y'all win, but the city had to pay out $148,000. Uh, no, it was, I think, close to $500,000. That's right. $500,000. Um, you know, and that's taxpayer money. And that's not what we do those things. But, I mean, the, the issue here is the city could have avoided all that, the city of Austin. They were given numerous opportunities ahead of time on that issue. We ended up winning victory for numerous pregnancy centers, the Gabriel Life Project Center through the Catholic Diocese of Austin, um, um, Austin Pregnancy Resource Center, mm-hmm. South Austin Pregnancy Resource Center. There was another member of the legal team that helped with Austin Life Care. There were four centers. But if this case out of California would have been victorious for the pro-abortion group, 
I can almost guarantee you that would have called into question what happened here in Texas. So because of that, we joined a brief. People don't realize that one of our lawyers clerked for Scalia. His name is Justice. I'm sorry. His name is Jonathan Mitchell. He's on our Texas Values team. He was a law clerk for U.S. Supreme Court Justice Scalia. He's very smart. Okay, so we we um, joined this legal brief, and this is something we do. We will be a part of an effort to tell the Supreme Court these are issues that concern us. Here's where they are legally. We filed that brief uh, along with 40 other state policy councils, state family policy councils. That was a victory at the Supreme Court, and that was a really a reversal of what California do. Talk about don't California my Texas. This That's case, right. we didn't California my Texas. I don't know <laughs> if I said that right. <laughs> That's great. Well, obviously a very important victory and really, you know, Texas setting a precedence for what happened and in the victory for for California. And shout out to our friend um, Jonathan Keller, who is, is standing for the faith, family, and freedom issues in California. I want to keep going. Keep going. (laughs) I want to keep going down the list just because I'm looking at the time. A victory in protecting Laredo citizens from an LGBT ordinance that would have punished Christians, churches, and private individuals. I'll never forget that day. Mary Elizabeth, James, and I were working behind the scenes, getting the background ready while you were on the road uh, drinking your (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Drinking my Chick-fil-A. And going. Drinking my Diet Coke with lime. That's right. That's, no, I'm sorry, lemon. They don't serve limes at, at Chick-fil-A. They'll give you lemons, though, lemon slices. <laughs> That's right. But you hopped in the car to go testify at Laredo because this ordinance would have punished Christians and actually would have forced Christians to okay. sign away their so beliefs. So we have nine and a half minutes left. I could spend the entire rest of this segment talking about this story, and I may have to splice it into some special segment um, at the end of this year or a little 30-minute, 30 30-second 30 slot or something. Anyway, my point is there is a lot to say about what that happened. Nicole is not kidding. I literally jumped in the car. I mean, we did not have a lot of time. We had some advance notice that this may come up, but you never know for sure exactly what's going to happen. So we had pastors from the Laredo area telling us two weeks ahead of time, we think this may come, we think this may come up. We got some legal analysis to them from our team. Here's what you need to do. Here's how to fight it in case we weren't able to go down there. But something struck me on that Monday morning. And look, it was the Monday of the week of Thanksgiving. I wanted nothing more than to kind of settle into the week, try to make my key lime pie, think about my travel (laughs) plans. And and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just being honest with you that we had worked very hard this year and we felt very good about, you know, Thanksgiving, let's enjoy it with family, maybe close the office early, whatever. But look, we know the value of the work we do. We know sometimes if we don't show up, it will make a difference in the impact and the result. And there was something about how the pastors were communicating to us. We spent about half an hour analyzing this ordinance in in Laredo, and we were like, "Oh my goodness, this thing is awful." And there was a there was a part of it that was just devastating. We were like, "Oh my gosh, they need to know this." So, and look, I have some family connection to the Laredo area, sort of close to that area, and so it just something hit me a little bit more. And we got together as a team. We came up with a plan, and I just decided, we all decided, really, I'm going to Laredo. Got in the car, drove down there, and I will just tell you, fully expecting that the council already made up their mind how they were going to vote because that's usually the case. It didn't matter. you got to follow where God is leading you and do the right thing, regardless of what you think the outcome is. Those were my intentions and my beliefs. Doing our job, this is what we do. Our friends asked us for help. We responded. And goodness sake, I'm sitting there testifying and finishing up my testimony about all the problems with this ordinance. 
in Pete Signs, of all people, okay? The mayor of Laredo has my last name also, says, I'm going to make a motion to table, which means to not vote, to set this ordinance aside. He brought the motion up as I was standing at the podium. They voted on it unanimously and essentially voted the ordinance down and pushed it aside at least for another day. And that issue right now is dead. Huge victory for Laredo. Anytime you can get a LGBT ordinance, a SOGI, sexual orientation, gender identity ordinance, voted down by a city council in any city, not just Texas, it's a huge victory. And it all happened in really about one day. It was quite remarkable. That's right. Well, because we're we are. running out of Go. time, so 30, 30 to 45 seconds left for each one of these. Successfully educating hundreds of Texans at our sold-out 2018 policy conference, that was a huge victory. Having We literally had people from all over the country fly in to speak at this policy conference. We had the Attorney General. We had... Um, Family Policy Alliance, Family Research Council, Alliance Defending Freedom. We had local Texans. We had those who were working on We almost on the had state. Ted Cruz. He had to back out at the last minute. I don't know, something to do with uh, Justice Kavanaugh hearings? That's yes. right. Let's jump into that. You know, what happened at the with getting a new Supreme Court justice yes. in? We were a part of that. That's right. Know? Speaking of Ted Cruz, okay, there's still time. You're watching this on Facebook Live. On Friday, December 21st, we're having a reception private reception for Texas values. But Senator Ted Cruz is going to be there as a special guest of ours. That's in Houston. That's a luncheon from 1130 to 1. Go to txvalues.org or go to our Facebook page. Get your tickets now. There's still time. we got a few left. We're almost sold out. But yes, Brett Kavanaugh, those hearings were incredible. I mean, they will write books about this. These will be markers, if you will, in history. Uh, first time that a, a U.S. Supreme Court justice ever went on live television uh, ahead of time. You know, usually they're in the hearings, but the way that whole thing played out was incredible. And look, we had two members of the committee from Texas. U.S. Senator John Cornyn and Ted Cruz were on the Judiciary Committee. Very important to Texas. We played a role. We got people involved. We educated <clears throat> on the issue. And as a result of that, Breast, uh, Justice Kavanaugh was confirmed. Very important part of this year. Very important part. Another victory was publicly exposing the city of Austin and their plan to give Planned Parenthood free rent in a government building, which was an issue that was largely ignored in Texas. So I came and testified. I live in East Austin. I've seen my property tax personally go up hundreds of dollars per month this year. But yet the city of Austin is letting Planned Parenthood rent their facility for $1 a year for the next 20 years. And then there's an addendum if they want to add on another 20 years of free, what essentially a, free yeah, rent. What a sweetheart deal. I mean, look, and just for some context, we are a nonprofit organization. And so we don't take money from the government. Okay. We raise our own money. And as a matter of fact, you can do that right now. Go to txvalues.org, make a tax deductible donation today. We have a matching granite place. We're matching all donations up to $50,000. Okay. Please go to txvalues.org. Tell your friends, donate now. Yes. Planned Parenthood, I guess they don't think they can raise enough money for themselves. You know, they got to get these sweetheart deals from the government in order for them to exist because they're so controversial. They take innocent human life every day, essentially, with snuffing out the lives of unborn children. And here's your point, okay? I have family connections to East Austin. Um, I used to tutor at Metz Elementary School in East Austin. This is a school that's on the verge of shutting down in this community where Planned Parenthood has this office. There are all kinds of problems with people just trying to live day to day and keep their homes in that area. Yet Planned Parenthood is getting free rent. 
from the government, from the city of Austin. No one was really talking about it, or they really haven't, or it wasn't brought into light until you testified and we got involved. That's right. And what's even more important is that that issue could be addressed in this upcoming legislative session. So if you're concerned about that issue, you need to be talking to your legislator because we could see some legislation on that addressing how Planned Parenthood is essentially getting free rent. Um, Want to keep going because we've got less than three minutes left. Victory on pro-life and pro-family values at the Texas GOP platform. I was there at the GOP testifying the Legislative Priorities Committee as well as other platform committees. We were excited to see that privacy, protecting privacy in showers, locker rooms, and bathrooms of government buildings and public schools are protected. We also saw that religious freedom uh, for individuals and business owners, yes, government cake workers. bakers, florists, counselors, clerks, all these people that you know um, are getting challenged or, or people trying to use the government to punish them because of their beliefs on marriage, sexuality, and life. Right. So very important legislative priorities that are coming out of the GOP and also what happened at the platform. You can find out more at txvalues.org uh, and the victory in a campaign to educate Texans about the Freedom to Serve Children Act. The and let me, uh, real quick, I know we're almost out of time, but on the GOP platform thing, I just, you know, <laughs> I missed my Bible study. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it, uh, you know, I missed my Bible study to testify. Nicole did a lot of the hard work. I just kind of showed up for a few things. But one of those times I did, I missed my Bible study. And it was like this conflict at the point because I was really frustrated. I was trying to get more disciplined over the summer about going to my Bible study and being involved in my church. And I was like, ah, but we needed the testimony. And, and it was attacking Christianity. It was talking about um, biblical. It was talking about the Bible and the values that are there. And so I just want y'all to know when we hit those moments, those are some of the decisions we face and we're looking out for you. And so Nicole's right. Freedom to Serve Children Act 2017 religious freedom law that was passed. We, we don't just help pass laws and help draft them. You got to educate people about them so they can use them afterwards. Otherwise, what good are they? That's right. Exactly. So we were so thankful that that was passed. Um, you can find out more at txvalues.org. And then finally, Celebration Church. This was a, a really important issue that we worked on. We were legal counsel and, and helped in counseling this church that had been protested uh, by about 95 protesters and pressuring the Austin Independent School District to not let the church rent a school building because they believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. And just for context, it is incredibly common that government buildings are used over the weekends, particularly on Sunday, by churches and other nonprofit entities because they're sitting empty. So what happens is those entities pay the government for use of those, that space. The church was giving the city, the Austin ISD um, government money so they could use the space and it's something that benefits the government. I mean, look, Austin ISD is struggling with finances. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. So they need all the income they could get, if you will. But people were saying, no, we don't. We want to ban them. And Austin ISD was getting some pressure. One of their board members, I think, was suggesting they weren't going to let them uh, stay there. We got involved. We drafted a letter. We, we worked on this issue. The attorney general's office stepped in. And what happened? Austin ISD, Austin ISD, backed down, withdrew the, whatever it seemed like they might have done. And Celebration Church got to celebrate. They had victory and got to continue to have their services in that government building. That's right. And talk about a church that really loves people. I mean, they were 
out there talking with people. They weren't they weren't afraid and they weren't backing down. But at the same time, they wanted to stand up for what they believed. And that those were biblical beliefs. On That's marriage. right. And they did not start this fight. All they no. did was try to have their church services like they always do. The fight was brought to them. Mm-hmm. You will be made to care, as Eric Erickson uh, <laughs> says in his book or in one of his articles. That's what it is. They're they're not the churches are not. Uh, going out there picking these fights. They're just doing what they've always done, and now the fight's coming to them. But thankfully, we came to them and we served them. That's why we invite you to make a tax-deductible donation today. This segment is just about over. I'm over time a little bit. Go to txvalues.org, make a tax-deductible donation today. We have a $50,000 matching grant in place. Right now, we need you to donate so we can continue to be effective for faith, family, and freedom in Texas. 2018 has been an amazing year, ultimately blessed. And we look forward to making an impact for faith, family, and freedom in 2019 with Texas Values. We'll talk to you next year on the Texas Values Report.